0: Which unit did you serve with during the Second World War? First off, Amtigy Yeomanry, uh, which was a, a peacetime territorial unit, uh, and uh, called up and turned into a regular unit at the beginning of the war, which was what happened with the territorials. Um, the system was slightly different because. Uh, You didn't get posted during the war uh, to your own territorial or county regiment as, as a general rule. You were trained and then wherever there was a regiment that was needing reinforcements, whether they're Scottish, Irish, Welsh or whatever, you were posted to that regiment. Uh, on the basis. So, for instance, Northamptonshire Yeomanry, which in peacetime was totally Northamptonshire people, uh, in wartime was a mix of people from all over the country. And Ken, can you tell us where you were on the 8th of May 1945 for the, you know, the original VE Day, what happened to you? Well, what happened was that um, I'd just come out of hospital uh, after injury. Uh, I'd been in the rehabilitation, the army's rehabilitation camp, where they brought you back to uh, A1 fighting fitness. And I just passed out as A1 again, and I was given a week's leave before reporting back to the base depot and it was while I was on the week's leave that the VE day occurred so I did happen to be at home, living at home for a week (laughs) so I enjoyed the week at my hometown rather than with my regiment in Germany. And can you remember what happened uh, in your hometown on that day? Well yes, uh, it was a sort of a progression that uh, people have been looking forward to this for so long that they sort of uh, got up, had their breakfast, and then almost instinctively went out on the streets and started meeting people and so on and so forth. Uh, And almost every, every street in anticipation over the previous few days, had arranged some sort of party for the kids. Uh, But apart from that, there were always uh, people in the central square, square, uh, in Hereford where I lived, it was the high town, the central square, and you had uh, music going on, uh, groups of various kinds gathering, and people sort of circulated according to that usually um, a street party for children and then you went on from that and that sort of thing went on all through the evening so it was sort of only um, partially organized Uh, there will be as i say the street party in your particular street. But apart from that, there wasn't anybody organizing the dancing around the town square, nobody organizing the music, just people coming and going and being happy. (laughs) It was a total disorganized, but very, very jolly uh, situation. And of course, being the end of the war, people were all delighted and it didn't matter whether you were an honest person or a criminal, the war had ended and everybody sort of let their hair down and um, enjoyed themselves together with everybody else. And how did you feel personally? Well, um, a sort of rather uh, mixed feeling uh, due to my particular situation that I was at home and therefore enjoying going around my native town meeting people that I'd grown up with or been to school with and so on. But there was quite a a sort of sadness because my regiment was in Germany. And naturally, I would like to have been with the lads with whom I'd been through battles and uh, long-time training and so on and so forth. It would have been nice to have been with the lads, if you know what I mean. Uh, that was compensated for by uh, being at home, so I was, in a sense, lucky, but uh, there was that feeling. uh, I wonder what the lads are doing over in Germany. Why is it so important to you that future generations continue to remember and commemorate these events? Well, uh, one of the things that happened to me personally uh, was that without realising it, uh, our regiment was uh, ordered to advance from one Dutch town to another Dutch, Dutch town uh, called Wucht. Uh And to us, we'd never heard of Wucht, uh, and we just set out as for a normal battle. And what we didn't realize was that at Wucht there was the uh, SS-Gestapo concentration camp where they brought together all the Dutch and Belgium and Luxembourg uh, resistance people, the Jews, uh, the... Uh, lunatics, as they call them. Any, anybody who was an undesirable, according to the Nazis, in Holland, Denmark, Holland, Belgium, and Luxembourg were gathered together in this camp in Pucht. And we arrived without knowing very much about this. And uh, suddenly, um, the Germans, obviously what they'd done because they had time to do it. They cleared out the Dutch concentration camp and sent all the people away. So we did not see what people said saw when they went to Belsen and Auschwitz and places like that. But nevertheless, we were able to see uh, that place. And indeed, even years later, when we went back, uh, I know this sounds like a... Uh, a fairy story, a ghost story. But we all felt that there was something about that place that was unholy, it was nasty. There was a sort of silence and certainly we remarked at the time there were, weren't any birds singing in the trees. It was a dead place. But as I say, the Germans had cleared it out. But this was the camp uh, where they'd had all these people and that in, in, indeed they had a shooting place, uh, it was a long bank and that's where you, they used to take out the uh, some of the dues and, uh, and shoot them at the shooting place uh, and so in a sense we had that experience which as I said wasn't as bad as Belson where our people went in and found all those terrible conditions or the concentration camps, uh, because the Dutch, or at least the um, German Gestapo had cleared out the Dutch concentration camp before we arrived. Um, also, um, there was what, we didn't know about this, but there was a railway line that led directly from the concentration camp uh, over to Belsen in Germany, And what they call the train of death from uh, Holland used to go from Wuchs to Belsen. And it just happened that it was my troop, my tank, which actually uh, cut that railway. In other words, we advanced across the fields and we saw this railway and we... Drove up on top of the railway and occupied the railway without realising again the historic uh, sensation that this was the um, the line, the railway line of death, as they called it. So one had that sort of an experience which uh, uh, you would never forget. Well, if there was just one thing, like a lesson or a bit of advice you could pass on to the future generations from your own experiences, Ken, what would it be? Well, I I think, um, to me, what uh, is the great difference between being at war and, in a sense, being in the situation of a coronavirus that uh, war imposes on you, discipline which sometimes you don't have in peacetime as a coronavirus imposes discipline on you you may not like it but you're told this is what you've got to do and you you do it and I think there is something about discipline that certainly for me in the 70s and 80s it seemed to me that uh, schools were teaching people not to be responsible in the way of discipline. You know, express yourself more, don't be tied down by tradition, and so on and so forth. I would say that tradition and discipline are very useful tools in life, and that one should always try to think beyond one's own particular interests at this particular moment, and wherever you're uh, situated, whether at school, whether at work, is to try and work into the situation, uh, the, the job of work that you've got to do, and yourself apply the discipline. Because what we found in the, um, uh, the army was that the best sergeant majors and the best officers were those who gave you an order, but they didn't pull you around. They gave you an order and expected you to um, obey it. There wasn't any great shouting, like uh, one sees films of sergeant majors shouting their heads off at troops, and especially American films. They're great on that sort of thing, you know, bawling people out well in actual fact the best leaders in the army would say to you do this and then they just leave you and go away and know that you would do it so I think that is needed more in life uh, rather than always looking at the selfish way of how can I do better than other people